everybody, this is Lindsay Monroe. I am walking across the country from South Carolina to hopefully San Francisco. So I hope you uh, listen in and enjoy the trip. Oh, Lindsay's got a plan to walk from sea to shining sea and meet the many people who make up this country. So tune in every week to hear her stories along the way as Lindsay walks across the USA. Congratulations, you made it. Thank you. Yeah, Cena and I officially jumped in the ocean and uh, finished our 3,200-mile journey across America. Yay! Cena seemed a little reluctant. She did not understand the ocean. Hmm. But now that she, like, you know, we came back the next day, and again, she was reluctant. But then I took her off her leash, and she found some birds to chase. So she loves the ocean now because she can run like a maniac, but she doesn't like the tide. So she'll go into the water, and then as soon as we, like, any water starts to come towards her, she's like, oh, hell no, and she runs out. Gotcha. <laughs> so with all the things, she thinks, um, like, just leaving Portland? Or no, I was, like, pretty close to the finish line. You had left Portland. I had been tasting wine, right? Yep, that seems like a fair bet. No, had I, but I think that was what we talked about, was my time with my... Yeah, no, we did, yes. My old friend and uh, from kindergarten through through high school, who I stayed with. Yep. Yes, that is what Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I left their house in, in Mac, as they would call it, uh, out here in Oregon. Headed to the next town where the people I was staying with actually had a, a house for me to stay at. It was a complete stranger. She wasn't even there. She told me where she keeps the key. And I uh, stayed in a stranger's house that wasn't there. How did you get onto that? Was that through Facebook or? No, no, no. So Tynan and Michelle, who had taken me in McMinnville, um, had a friend in the next town over. So they called her and she was like, oh, yeah, here's where I keep the key and blah 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 and so uh yeah so i walked to that town i had dinner with this uh guy named brian who was sitting next to me an older gentleman and he was like well i live eight miles from here if you want to sleep in my yard i was like no there's i got a spot about a mile from here i'm good Mm -hmm. but he liked my story and bought me dinner anyways so that was really nice so i stayed in this empty house it was very nice of the woman who let me stay there and then uh, it was kind of weird, though, because I was like, all right, like right, I'm almost done with the journey. I had two nights by myself um, right after, you know, a good time with my friends and right before the journey ended. So get up, I left. And the next day I knew I was going to be sleeping off the side of the road, which I kind of wanted to do because it felt more like the adventure was still like this crazy adventure, stealth camping. So I slept off the behind some trees and uh by some power lines and only had 20 miles left to go when i slept there and then woke up the next morning cena and i we had a great little talk about it being the last you know 20 miles of our trip but that we were going to end a mile before because we needed to set up camp and we didn't know what time we were going to get into this place. We didn't know what kind of terrain we'd be dealing with. So I didn't, I didn't want to do the 20 miles all the way in because I just didn't know what time I'd be getting into the town. So mm-hmm. on our second to last day, 
we're walking up this hill and it's the last hill really like big hill that I have big elevation climb and we get down it and I started getting like really excited had a good song on and I'm skipping along and I'm like pointing to my car like trying to get people to honk but nobody did <laughs> not even a wave thank you Oregon for being the least enthusiastic people for the whole state out of all of the states anyway <laughs> so I get about um, six miles left of my trip, but six miles from where this uh, woman apparently saw me skipping down the road, pushing a cart, and called the police concerned about a woman skipping down the road. So now two hours later, and the police pull me over, and I'm like, oh, great. Like, there's something like eight miles left of my trip. And I was like, I don't think this trip would have been better if I hadn't been pulled over by the police like eight minutes before the finish line. Like, I think that it's just so fitting for how many times I've been stopped by the police. Yeah. So the cop comes out and he's like, um, hi, how's everything going today? And I was like, great. Just doing what it says on front of the sign there. You know, the sign in front of the cart, just walking across America. I got about eight miles left, you know? And he's like, oh, what? So yeah. He's like, well, okay, well, you know, back at mile marker, like, 15, I got a call that uh, there was a woman skipping down the side of the road pushing a cart. I said, um, yeah, I have walked about 3,200 miles across America, and I had about 14 miles left, and I had a good song on. Fuck yes, officer, I'm skipping down the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of laughs. And he's like, well, it's a little dangerous, you know, skipping. Skipping is dangerous? Apparently, it's dangerous on the side of the road because of the shoulder, you know. And I was on a wide shoulder. I had plenty of skipping room. Because, so, I mean, skipping and running are very different. So, skipping is dangerous. Okay. Running, not so much. Yeah, this is what he said. I kind of laughed. He then was like, I think what you're doing is amazing. I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. Can I please see your ID? And I just kind of burst out laughing. I was like, yeah, here you go. And he kept apologizing. And I was just like, no, really? It's fine. You just stopped me for skipping the last, like, you know, 10 miles of my trip. It's pretty hysterical, actually. Dangerous character. Yes. I'm very, but I was definitely skipping down the road. Just I was 100% guilty of that. So he let me go. Thank you, officer. On my way. <laughs> So then Cena and I continued down Highway 18, and then we got onto the 101, the famous 101 that goes up like up and down the coast of Oregon and California and Washington. And it's not the most like shoulder-friendly thing, but I was only on it for about four miles, so that's good. And I got myself into Lincoln City. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my friend Nancy. Who is a woman that I have met in Groom, Texas, and she and her parents were biking Route 66 across America. So me and her were in motel rooms next to each other, and she was sitting out having a glass of wine outside of her motel room, and you know, scene is running around. So I sat down with her, and we had some wine together, and we're talking about our journeys. And I had still intended at that point to, you know, take 66 the whole way and end up in LA. So conversation about Oregon never came up. I just knew she was from Oregon. So then as the journey continued, 
and she was found out I was coming to Oregon. She was like, well, I live in Corvallis and she would come this way, which was a little too far south as far as my trip went. But when I posted that I'd be finishing in Lincoln City on what day and time, she messaged me and was like, do you mind if I come? I would really like to see you again. And I was like, it would be fantastic. So she got us a campsite. I got in probably seven that night, set up camp and everything. She took me to dinner and then was like, all right, tomorrow's the day you finish. So we went to a brewery so I could have a couple beers before and get some lunch in. And then she showed me some other parts of the coast. So I never went on the beach or anything like that. Um, she just kind of showed me around the area mm-hmm. without going to the beach, basically. So then at five o'clock, me and a couple people, Donna and John, who I met at the campground earlier, who were, they showed up to the finish line. Oh, and the Lincoln City newspaper was also there. Cassie from the Lincoln City newspaper showed up to do an article. So that was good. You know, a little press never hurts. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I did my jump into the ocean and. It felt really good. The water was a little chilly, <laughs> but I think the adrenaline, I will admit that I definitely drank two beers because I was kept being warned about how cold the water was. So I was like, I had one beer and then was like, oh, we're kind of in a rush. Like, you know, we got to get out of this restaurant. And then I was like, um, I'll have one more small beer that's strong. And just kind of was like chugging. I was like, all right, now I can jump in the ocean. Let's go do this. Yeah. And you were... You were streaming on Facebook Live the whole time. I was, yeah. Uh, we did it! That water is not warm. Is it cold? It was a little chilly, guys. It was a little chilly. The video, I should have taken, I don't know why I didn't just take the whole video into the ocean with me because I have the lightproof box, but I was afraid it would like go out to sea. So right. I handed off the camera. And then Cena, I asked her the whole... Um, video i turned it off when grabbed cena and picked cena up and we went into the ocean together mm-hmm. so then i was like well now what do i do you know and nancy really had to get back to corvallis and i was like well i kind of want to stay on the coast and in oregon state parks they have hiker biker campgrounds mm-hmm. so all the state parks have a section just for hikers and bikers so um I got to stay there for three nights for $6 a night. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then my friend Rick for the Eclipse, um, Rick is the one who I met in Boise. And he came and picked me up and brought me to Strawberry Lake for July 4th. He lives in a older home. So, or a camper, whatever you call it. So he called me and was like, what are you doing for the Eclipse? Like, I'm coming back down from Washington because I want to see the Eclipse. And I was like, well, I'm still in Lincoln City. If you want to come here, like, by all means, I'm like, I this is where I'm at because we're going to stay. And then he's like, but how are you getting off Lincoln City? And I was like, I don't know. I want to drive you back to Portland. <laughs> so I was like, I'm kind of stuck here on the coast because I didn't take a ride because I wanted to stay on the coast for three more days. So he's like, all right, cool. So so he came down. We got a campsite again. And then the day before the eclipse, like all campgrounds are full. Yeah, all the apocalypse was happening. Yeah, so just for the timeline, you you, uh, you reached the ocean on Wednesday, the 16th, and then the, the eclipse was the following Monday, the 21st. Monday, yeah. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I stayed in a hiker-biker camp for $6 a night, but you are, can only stay three nights, because otherwise it could 
turn into like a homeless camp if they don't have a minimal amount of nights. Yeah. Which was happening, which is why they put the, um, sorry, the max amount of days that you can stay, mm-hmm. which I completely understand and didn't want to abuse the system. So, uh, so Rick came out on Saturday, we got a campsite for the night because it wasn't completely full yet. And then for the next morning we woke up and we're like, okay, we got to figure something out because the eclipse is tomorrow. So we don't have anywhere to sleep tonight. So we were talking to other people at the campground and then this other woman, like a couple, Linda, a couple of campsites over from us was also looking for a spot. And she was online, like refreshing, waiting for cancellations. And I kept walking up to the front desk, like, are there any cancellations? Are there any cancellations? So we knew each other was trying to get in and we kind of looked at each other and was like, if you get a spot, like, you guys can come stay on it. If we get a spot, you're more than welcome to come stay with us kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So we found a different campground that was available. That was a couple miles away. So I went over to tell her, Hey, this is the, um, a, you know, if you haven't found anything, we found something a couple miles down the road. And she was like, Nope, I was just looking for you. I got the last spot here. So you guys are more than welcome to camp with us. So we totally locked out. We, we didn't even have to leave the campground that we were at. And uh, Linda herself is like kind of living out of her van, trying to figure out if she wants to be a full-time RVer or buy property. Mm-hmm. So running into a guy who lives out of a camper and a person who just walked across America, like two complete nomads, I think it was meant to be that we all kind of sat and told stories and, you know, I think we were supposed to meet her kind of thing. So anyway, that was really nice and cool. And then the solar eclipse happens the next morning. We all woke up early, got ready, got our glasses, um, actually went to the beach and the fog just came rolling in and it had been clear skies right before that. And then all of a sudden all this fog and I was like, um, I don't, and there was a lot of people, but not nothing like a, the hundred thousand people they said were going to be there. Mm-hmm. It was, it more looks like the Cape on a really hot day. That's how the beach looked. It. The Oregon coast is not always that busy because it's freezing, right. it's very windy, it's very cold. So I kind of said, I'd rather go back to the campground where there's this little dock, um, like walkway. I was like, I'd rather kind of get away from the crowd and just kind of chill in a place where there's not sand whipping my camera in the face. And yeah. So we walked back actually off the beach and watched the eclipse. I got some good shots. Didn't really know what I was doing, but luckily because of the fog, because I didn't have the filter that you're supposed to protect your camera with, um, I was able to take some pictures of the direct sunlight because the fog was a little bit of a diffuser. Mm, okay. Without destroying my camera. Yeah, I kind of wondered about that, actually. Right, like, my mother made a comment, like, I don't even know how she took these, and I wrote, I did everything you're not supposed to do, like, look directly at the sun, like, you know, point your camera directly at the sun, which is exactly what I did, so. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Well, it was, I mean, this kind of amazing. Yeah. It worked out. Let's just put it that way. It worked out. I got some great shots. So when the like totality started coming, it got really cold, like freezing almost. Like it was cold. One of the colder days I've had on this trip. Um, for like the twenty minutes 
leading right up to the totality and then right after. It was really chilly um, when the moon was in front. When that sun is not on you or the moon is in front of you, it's very cold. Um, so yeah, the temperature dropped. It went totally not like pitch dark, but it was like nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little eerie. And then everyone just started cheering for like two minutes. We heard some fireworks go off. Mm. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. That's like minute and a half, two minutes of the moon being directly from the sun is just really something I would never expected. It was beautiful. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious. Did Tina react in any particular way? Or, I mean, it's just another few, a couple minutes of dark as far as she's concerned. They, so Rick has a dog too. They both, his, so there was a warning that the dogs might look directly at the sun because it's getting darker or something so i didn't know why they would do that right i was like i mean i think they're gonna act the same as they always are as far as the sun goes i don't know why i need i mean yeah i don't know that was just weird so i wasn't too worried about it but they just kind of chilled out i got a bunch of pictures of Tina's shadow yeah and then because the shadows were really sharp and you know cool so Hmm. she was the perfect model for my shadows yeah yeah, and then it was just really cool. But no, but all the birds did go to roost. Like, all the birds went to the trees. There was no birds flying around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it got quiet and a little eerie. It was neat, though. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't pay $1,000 a night for a room like some other crazy people did. I would just... Walk across the country and... Yeah, it just worked out for me that I happened to end in the right place. The universe and I were just working together. Yeah. <laughs> so then Tina is a huge fan of the ocean now and she so we've had some fun and so we left after the eclipse and went to devil's punch bowl a little bit south and then came back up because i want to go to astoria and cannon beach because of the goonies obviously so we drove to cannon beach last night got a campground this morning i was on cannon beach taking a bunch of pictures, watching Tina play with a crab, mm-hmm. um, which there's a bunch of scenes from the Goonies um, on this beach. And this is one of the prettier beaches in Oregon. Uh, and now we're heading to Astoria for tonight. Gotcha. And then tomorrow we'll head back to Portland. Um, well, the other thing too, there's no car. There's, all the cars were rented right. in Portland. So, so like I couldn't even do anything for a couple of days. So I'm like, Let's go to Soria. Let's go here. Let's show me everything you can. And Rick is very nice and willing. And luckily, it's the way that he works from his computer. So he's a little more fluid. So it works out mm-hmm. that he's able to do that for me. Yeah. And then I will be getting in a car heading to Oklahoma City, dropping that car off. I'll probably do some cool road tripping, try to make it like a seven day trip. Um, maybe some national parks and stuff. Get to Oklahoma City. I'm going to be kicking it in Oklahoma for a couple weeks because I have a wedding to photograph on the 21st. The wedding of uh, Rebecca Moser, who took me in for like five days when I was just outside Oklahoma City. Her and her fiance. I told them if you guys pay for me to come back, I'll totally photograph your wedding because you took such good care of me. So they took me up on it. So September 21st, I will be photographing their wedding. So I figured I might as well just get to Oklahoma. And my family from Oklahoma, the the Caperins from Destinations Restaurant, are taking me in 
before the wedding. Mm-hmm. And I'll photograph the wedding. And then I believe my mother is going to come down, meet my new Oklahoma family, and then pick me up, drive me to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I'll be put it, picking up a new Pedago electric assist bike that I'll be biking back to the East Coast with. Yeah. What? The adventure continues. With Cena in trailer behind me. Yeah. So um, I want to say to people who are listening, so we're, Lindsay and I are still going to do these while she's on the road. Yes. And then about a month and a half after she gets back, we're going to do a live show in Worcester, uh, which we'll figure, we'll, we'll plan out all the details of that once she's. Yeah, I'll be home in like December. Yeah, so we'll figure out all the details then. It'll so it'll probably be in like January or February or something. But in the meantime, I would love if anyone out there, you know, has met up with Lindsay or even just has been kind of inspired by this and wants to talk to me about it. I would love to record a conversation with you and and put that out in the meantime. You know, after Lindsay gets back, but before we do the live show. So feel free to get in touch with me. I can be reached at jake, J-A-K-E, at J-W-G-H dot O-R-G. Again, that's J-W-G-H dot O-R-G. Yeah. So what uh, What else should we talk about? I think that's everything, I think. All right. Yeah. The solar eclipse, the finish line. It's all real and exciting, and that all happened, and now I have to focus on my road trip, and then after my road trip, I have to focus on my bike trip. So tune in every week to hear her stories along the way as Lindsay walks across the USA. 